0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Hey, welcome to Brave Church today. I am so excited. This is our first service in April. So come on, right there where you are. Come on, would you just clap? We're excited. We are in April. And let me just tell you, we have seen God just do some incredible things over the last two weeks as we have gone to an online format here at Brave Church. As you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been really talking about this new life that we are living and the new routine and and the new habits that we're creating. And last week, if you missed the message, you need to go back and watch this message on our YouTube channel. And we talked about the seven habits you need to implement into your life right now. Well, today what I want to do is I want to continue in our talks And we're going to conclude a series that we've been talking about with this new life. And it's really not been a formal series, but we've been talking about fear over faith. We've been talking about habits that we want to have. And today what I want to do is I want to share a message that I've simply entitled, if you have something to take notes, come on, would you take some notes? I know you're not here, and I know that uh, we don't have our audience gathered. We're in the Brave World studios. You know, we call Brave Church like Brave World, and this is Brave Day, and so we kind of coined some language around that. But um, I know you're not here, but you are at home, and we believe that world changers are note takers, and note takers are world changers so come on right there where you are get your phone out get a pen and paper and i want to speak to you today on this topic simply called fear chasers fear chasers here's what i believe i believe that god has called us to chase our biggest fear I believe that there is a fear chaser inside of you, but I also believe that there is an enemy, the devil, who wants to destroy your life, he wants to destroy your hope, he wants to destroy your faith, but today, on this day, on Brave Day, we are going to take captive every element of fear, and we're going to make it become obedient to Christ. Come on, say amen right there where you are, you may want to clap your hands. Man, you know what, I'm believing right now you're saying amen, and you're preaching me because at Brave Church usually that's what happens So I'm believing that when you're at your house That's what's happening 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 This is a scripture I've used a lot over the last three weeks I'm going to give it to you one more time It's one of my favorite scriptures in this pandemic That we have been really studying And we've been memorizing I want to encourage you to memorize this scripture But 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says this For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us power, love, and what's that last phrase? Sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. Now here's what I know. Many of us, we are running away from things that we're afraid of. I know this pandemic has caused a lot of fears. There are financial fears. There are health fears. There are, are our future fears. But if we're not careful, we will be people that we will forfeit our dreams because of fear. That what we will do is that we will live our lives with great regrets, and we will miss God ordained opportunities. There will be passions we won't pursue, and there will be God sized dreams that we did not go after because we caved to fear. But today we are going to be fear chasers now you may say well pastor david what does that even mean to be a fear chaser in the bible one of the most popular scriptures that is ever told in fact two weeks ago i began a discussion about david and goliath if you remember and david is about to enter into a valley now here's what you need to know about this valley this valley was just a plot of land like any other valley that you would Google to see between two mountains. The problem is this was not a peaceful valley on this day because there was a giant named Goliath who showed up in the valley. Now, you have to understand something about Goliath. Goliath was a powerful man. Scripture says he was around 11 feet tall. Now, that's tall. That's a big guy. But not only was he abnormally tall, But what we know about Goliath is that he was one of the highest ranked military men in all of the Philistine army. This is like UFC and Navy SEALs combined. He was a bad dude. Not only that, he had great authority. He was one of the most trained military men in all of weaponry with swords and bows and arrows and shields. He had 25,000 men under his leadership. He was at the top of the pyramid when it came to those who were in the military david is just a shepherd boy he's a teenager he's not trained for battle he's not trained for pandemics he's not trained for uncertainty all he knows how to do is babysit some sheep that his dad has given him to watch but david walks into this valley and goliath is threatening God's people saying I will destroy you and all of you will become my slaves now you have to know the Israelites the people of God are filled with fear and instead of running toward the giant they hid in their tents in fact scripture said they trembled with fear locked behind the doors of their tents but David walks into this valley and sees a giant And instead of seeing fear, he saw faith. Instead of caving and running away from fear, he ran towards fear with faith. Here's what I want to tell you today. Every fear has a face. The face in this valley happened to belong to Goliath. What has caused a lot of fear in our culture today is the face of Corona. And because of that face, it has caused a lot of fears in our lives. But let me tell you something. Fear has something in common is that every fear has a face, and every fear must bow under the power of Jesus Christ when someone will rise up with faith. Come on, that's a good place to say amen in your living room. Come on, high five your kids or your spouse or someone you're sitting next to at your watch party. Because here's what we know is greater is he that is in us than anything that is in the world. But David knew that, and no one else realized that as a reality in their heart now i want to pick up in first samuel chapter 17 verse number 32 and look at david's response he says this don't worry about this philistine david told saul i will go fight this giant in other words i'll go face my fears don't be ridiculous the king replied There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since he was a teenager. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear come to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it. Come on, right there where you are, would you say this with me? I go after it. Come on, say it again. I go after it. Look what he says. I go after it with a club, and I rescue the lamb from the mouth And if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I've done this both before lions and bears. And I'll do it again with this pagan Philistine, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Today the Lord will conquer you. This is now David speaking to his fear. Come on, speaking to Goliath. And I will kill you, and I will cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that God rescues his people, but not with sword and not with spear. This is the Lord's battle. Come on. That should let someone just catch on fire right there with passion for God. Let me tell you something. The battle we're in is the Lord's battle, and God's going to win this battle. Come on. Somebody needs to say amen in your home. Come on. And he will give you to us, verse number 48. As Goliath moved, moved closer to attack David ran quickly out to meet him Reaching into a shepherd's bag and taking out a stone He hurled it with a sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead the stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and he fell face down on the ground so David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone for he had no sword and watch this last verse then David ran over And pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. And David used it to kill him and to cut off his head. And David conquered fear. Let me pray with you. And then I want to give you just a few brief pointers about how you can be a fear chaser. Come on, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for every single person that is watching at home right now. God, I pray that every person who is watching from all over the world... We know that people have been watching Brave Church all over the world. I pray they would be filled with faith right now. This is a week where we we draw a line in the sand and we let fear know. We put a notification on fear that we will not cave and we will not run. I pray blessings and prosperity over every person that's listening right now. I pray you would give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. You know, I remember when I first started preaching, I was around 18 years old, and I was given the opportunity to preach, and it was the most exciting but most fearful opportunity I've ever had. I never gotten up in front of people to speak except for maybe at school and a group project and and, and i remember i was given this opportunity at my home church and and i had to pre- pre- like literally prepared for like weeks for this one opportunity and i got up to preach that sunday night it was back in the time when we had church on sunday night and it was a different service than the morning services and and i had 12 pages of notes now Um, Right now, I have four pages, so that ought to tell you how long I was prepared to preach. I'm talking about hours. Aren't you glad I'm not coming at you right now with 12 pages of notes? I've got four pages. And I had 12 pages of notes, and I, I got up on the stage, and I was so afraid. I was so filled with fear. In fact, my mind was racing to all the reasons why I should run out of the church that day and never, ever dream of preaching again. I had 12 pages, I was prepared, I had prayed, I got up to preach, and I, I, I opened up all the pages, before I had an iPad, and I had all the pages, and can I tell you, I took about three hours worth of content, and I preached 12 pages in five minutes, yeah, five minutes, so I preached for five minutes, I prayed, I dismissed, I handed the microphone to the pastor, and I walked out the back door. I don't know what he did with the rest of the time, but he had, to, he had to preach another message because I only had five minutes worth of content that I preached. I was so afraid. You say, well, Pastor David, why are you telling us that story? Because that day was probably the scariest day of my life. Everything in me told me I should never preach again. Everything in me told me, David, you're not called for this. Look at how you just messed up. Look how you just failed. Look how you just totally dropped the ball. But can I tell you, I knew that I had a calling of God on my life. And I knew that there had to be something inside of me to help me push through my fear. I want you to know something today, that all of us will face fears in our life. Now, before this pandemic, you were facing fears. We all were. Like I said two weeks ago, the only difference is we're all facing the same fear. But can I tell you, fear has a face. And as long as fear has a face, we know that we can conquer the fear in our lives. What we see from David here as he is fighting Goliath is that usually fear comes after us. But what David did is David went after the fear. Come on, would you write this down in your notes? I want to train us to be a church. I want to train you to be an individual that we will no longer run away from our fear, but that we will run to our fear. I'm not telling you to not be safe. I'm not telling you to not wash your hands. Come on, wash your hands, be safe, stay at home. I'm not telling you to go run out in the streets and be crazy. But what I am saying is that we will not allow fear to rule and reign in our minds. We're not going to lay in our beds in a funk. We're not going to get depressed. We're not going to feel discouraged. We're not going to fall out of a rhythm and good habits. No, we're going to say today is a day of strength. Come on. Today is a day that I'm going to live victorious. Today is a day I'm going to have great faith. I will not let fear chase me. I'm going to chase my fear until I conquer that fear come on right now in your living room I feel the presence of God in this studio you need to run after your fear you need to rise up with faith and let God know God I'm ready to chase after my fear and be victorious in Jesus name come on right there where you are you need to praise God and thank God that we have faith to chase our fears you see what I love here in this story with David is that we see that David has crazy faith. And here's what we know. People with crazy faith chase their fears. That's why today, my, my objective is to fill you with crazy faith. So that you will chase every one of your fears. You see, here's what I know. Courageous people chase their fears. Normal people don't do that. Normal people... Normal people in our society, come on, I'm trying to shake us to get out of the norm. Normal people, they run from the roar of fear, but not us. No, 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 we're different people. When we hear the roar of fear, we run to the roar. Come on, somebody. We're not going to be cowards. We're not going to be victims. We're not going to be people who are defeated. We are children of God. You are a son of God. You are a child of God. You are a daughter of God. So what do we do? We run to the roar. What we know is that we will not let fear keep us from doing what God has called us to do. But you know what, normal people don't do that. That's why you need to stand out and be different at your job, with your family. Come on, through this, your family is watching you. The people at your job are watching you. Come on, don't be normal. We have to refuse to be normal. You know what normal people do? Normal people run when there's fear. Normal people, they do not live by faith. Normal people live by excuses normal people make excuses of why they haven't read the word of god today normal people make excuses of of all of the the doomsday scenarios that could take place normal people allow fear and and doubt and anxiety and worry to fill their life but let me tell you what courageous crazy faith people do they begin to chase their fears and they say you know what i don't want to have regrets i don't want to look back at my life and over this month and and leave passions on the sideline and leave god-sized dreams on the sideline no can i tell you even through this pandemic you can chase the dream of god for your life so my question to you is this maybe you want to write this down in your notes what fears do you need to chase today We all have them. I do. As I'm standing here in this studio right now, there are fears that come to my mind that God is calling me to chase, that have been chasing me. What are the fears that you need to chase today? Where are those places that your mind begins to run to when you're filled with worry and anxiety and fear? I believe today that I can show you how you can be a fear chaser. How do I do that, Pastor? Come on, let me give you just a few quick points. Number one, would you write this down? You have to understand that fear chasers know that the bigger their God is, the smaller their fears become. Let me say that again. Fear chasers know that the bigger their God is, the smaller their giants become. Too many people are looking at the size of their fear, of their obstacles, of the problem, and they're not looking at the size of our God. They look at the size of their problem and they become afraid. Normal people look at the size of their problem and they become afraid. But crazy faith people, they look at the size of their God and they realize that nothing is impossible with our God. I am covered. I am protected. I am prospering because I am a child of God how many of you know that God is a big God right there where you are how many of you know that God is a huge God let me just ask you how big is your God if you are are wrestling with fear today can I tell you fear is normal but fear can't put you on the run unless you let it and so you have to wrestle with this question how big is your God let me tell you how big my God is My God is so big that he shuts the mouth of giants named Goliath because my God is that big. My God is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. My God is so big. He says, I am the first and the last. My God is present. My God is all-knowing. My God is all-powerful. Let me tell you how big my God is. My God spoke and the planets formed. My God spoke the stars into existence that's how big my God is how big is your God oh I'm not finished yet let me tell you how big our God is our God is the one who parts the Red Sea my God can do anything my God can open blind eyes open deaf ears and raise the dead how big is your God let me tell you how big our God is our God died on the cross he rose from the dead he conquered every disease he conquered death because our God is a big God Let me tell you how big our God is. My God saved me. My God, he took an angry, bitter young man on South Beach years ago, and when I kneeled down and surrendered to God on Ocean Drive on South Beach, I stood back up with faith and power and a calling and a destiny for my life. How can God turn my life around and turn it into a direction where today I'm preaching the gospel? Because our God is that big of a God. Come on, our God can heal. God can deliver, our God can redeem, and our God can save. Somebody needs to say amen right there. Come on, I know I'm preaching, but I feel the Holy Spirit just wrestling with hearts through the YouTube and Facebook right now. Come on, that's how big our God is. We serve a big God. We serve a God who says that no mountain is too big, that he cannot move it. We serve a God where he says he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let me give you this point because you need to write this down. Point number two, you have to understand the path to your greatest potential is often through your greatest fear. Let me say that again. The path to your greatest potential is often through your greatest fear. Pastor David, what does that mean? That means your potential is on the other side of this fear. You won't see your potential. You won't reach your destiny until you conquer this fear. David understood there is a giant in the valley. And in order for us to get from here to there, there is an obstacle and someone's got to destroy him. And if the armies won't do it, then I'll do it. Come on, why don't you just be that person in your family that you're the one who overcomes generational curses? Why don't you be the person in your family, come on, can I just say it, that you say, you know what, I'm going to break Santeria in my family. Why don't you be the person in your family that says alcoholism is not going to have authority because we're going to take our family from where we are to the next generation and to that next destination and so we've got to conquer this thing called addiction, called drug addiction, called alcoholism, called gossip, called anger, called bad temper, Come on, why don't we conquer the giants that are keeping us where we are? Because God's got something better on the other side. Number three, come on, write this down. Number three, you've got to understand that fear chasers know that courage is not an act. It's a habit. Mm, that's so good, Pastor David. Man, amen. I can't hear you. Amen. Amen. Preach it, Pastor. That's so good. I know. Amen. I'm amening myself in this studio. You know why? Because fear is not a singular act. Or courage is not a singular act. Courage is a habit. Remember last week we talked about Habits. That's why I'm talking about this today, because last week we developed habits. If you miss it, you need to go back, develop these seven habits, because why I preached that last week is so that I can preach to you this week that we have fear-chasing habits in our life now, that now we understand that conquering fear is not going to happen just one time. It'll happen as you have habits in your life. Let me illustrate this. Um, Over the last... I would say like 15 months, I've lost close to 30 pounds. Come on, right there where you are, just, yeah. Kudos, Pastor David, you're awesome. I know, I know. Here in the studio, they're clapping for me. It's beautiful, it's awesome. Let me just tell you why I say that. Because here's what I had to do. It wasn't a weight loss program. I'm not against those. I didn't have a meal plan. I'm not against those. I don't even have a gym membership. I'm not against that. And some of you are like, yeah, we could tell don't say that to me come on I mean here's what here's why I say this the way that I lost over 30 pounds is every single morning I predecided what I was going to eat that day you see here here's what I'm telling you today you need to pre-decide that you are going to chase your fear if I waited until a donut was in front of me to mm, should I eat that or should I not guess what I'm gonna eat the donut if I waited till I was super hungry and then I'm driving by a Chipotle and I'm like, oh man, Chipotle sounds so good, man, I don't even know what I'm going to eat. What should I eat? If I'm still weighing the options, guess what? I'm going to cave in to something that's not going to be healthy for my body. But when I wake up in the morning and I predecide already what I'm going to eat, what I'm doing is I'm setting myself up for success. Is that making sense to you? Here's what I'm telling you. Every morning, you need to wake up and pre-decide. There's no fear that's going to cause my mind to be unhealthy. There's no fear. There's no worry. There's nothing on the news. There's no news report. There's no uh, statement from Donald Trump or anyone else that's going to make me feel fear because I pre-decide this morning that I am going to rise up, and I'm going to be filled with faith, and I'm going to conquer anything that comes against me. Number four. Come on. Write this this down write this down real quick number four we have to understand that fear chasers understand that playing it safe is risky fear chasers understand that playing it safe is actually risky look what Hebrews 11 verse 6 says says without faith it is impossible to please God did you catch that that without faith without fear chasing faith, it is impossible to please God. So that means if you want to please God, the only option, the only alternative, is I'm going to chase fear. I'm gonna let faith rise up inside of me. I'm going to let faith be my first response instead of my last resort. You see, because here's what we understand. People who play it safe, three things will happen if you play it safe. Number one is this. Playing it safe keeps you trapped in the past. No one wants to stay trapped in their past. How about you? Aren't you so thankful that you're not where you used to be? So I don't want to be trapped in my past. People who play it safe are satisfied with today. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied with today. I'm thankful for what I have today, but I believe that God's got greater and God's got more and God's got more powerful for my life today. Here's the third thing is people who play it safe are afraid of the future. So here's what we know is if you play it safe, it's actually risky. Did you know that what we do is the opposite of what God wants? Let me help you understand. What we want is less risk and more security. But when you are a child of God and you are filled with faith, did you know that a faith-filled life means this? You live with more risk and less security. Which means this, you're taking a step out of the boat like Peter did. You're taking a step of faith. Normal people think it's risky. But what we know, there's nothing more secure than living a faithful life. Because now we know that we're not living by my might or by my power or my understanding. But we are living because of God's power, God's might, and God's understanding. So when you live a risky life, you're actually living the safest life. But it demands us to be people of faith. Here's what I know, and I'm going to close with this. When we look at David and Goliath in this story, what I love is that David went after the giant. It wasn't in self-defense. Goliath did not attack David first. David attacked Goliath first. Oh, I love that so much. Listen to me. You need to hear this right there where you are. Many times what we do, we build our lives. We build our families. We build our businesses. Come on, business people. And then we reach a certain level of significance or success or we have the family in the house. And then what we try to do is build security around it so that nothing can touch it. What happens is relationships grow stale and businesses begin to lose profitability why? because we've stopped being innovative we've stopped being creative we've stopped taking risks and entering into new markets what I love about being people of faith is that we don't wait in our security trying to fend off the attack of the enemy many Christians many of you Many of us, if we would be honest, that's how we've lived our lives up to this point. Just protecting our lives, and just trying to keep the bad things away. And what you didn't realize is that you were on the defensive. But God's never called us to be on the defensive. God has always created his people to go on the offense, to lead the attack, to go after the enemy. Come on. That's why Brave Church, even during this pandemic, as awful as it has been, and many people have lost their jobs, and many people are wrestling with fear, and many people are not sure what the future looks like, but can I tell you, even in the face of adversity, can I tell you, we as a church are taking ground. More people are coming to know Jesus than we even know. More people are entering into Brave Church than we've ever seen before. Why? Because as we continue to move forward as a group of people. Come on. You're a part of the kingdom of God watching this. As we move forward, what we're doing is we're not just bunkering down saying, well, man, we can't do anything. We can't do church. We can't meet in a building. I guess we just need to just wait for this thing to pass over. No, no, no. That would be on the defensive. But what we're doing is we're saying, no, we're going to take this time. We're going to take this moment and we're going to go after the fear that we're facing. And we're going to say, you know what? We're going to use technology come on to reach more people than ever before and what I believe is this is that if you would turn your mentality and you would turn your faith from being a victim and being discouraged to being a person who says you know what I'm gonna lean into God and I'm gonna take ground and I'm gonna ask God to give me big dreams in this this crisis that we're in guess what you will see that God will give you new ground today what I love about our God in every story in scripture, what you see is when there's no risk, there's no story. When there's no risk, there's no success. For David, it was him picking a fight with Goliath. For Moses, it was a speech impediment that he was self he he lost his self esteem about. For Benaiah, it was him chasing a lion. For for Joshua, it was taking a city. For Peter, it was stepping out of a boat and onto the water. For Joseph, it was believing a dream that he received from an angel that his girlfriend Mary was going to deliver Jesus Christ as her son. For me, it was conquering the fear of public speaking. I wonder for you, what is the fear that God is calling you to chase? You know what I believe? I believe that David felt fear, but he chased the fear anyway. He felt fear, but he went after the giant. He faced fear, but he conquered the obstacle. Here's what I would tell you today is this. Feel the fear, but chase the giant anyway. Feel the fear and fight with the fear in your heart, but knowing that faith is greater than your fear there are some of you here today that you're like, well, pastor, I feel fear. Does that mean that I'm not qualified? No. The fact that you feel fear means you're human. That's why you can fight with fear As long as you have faith in your heart that says, my God is greater and my God is stronger. So step out of fear and step into faith. Come on. Step into faith and know that it's not by might nor by power, but by God's spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor David, what are you saying for me to do today? I'm saying this. You do the credible and watch God do the incredible. You do the believable and watch God do the unbelievable. You do the ordinary and watch God do the extraordinary. I wanna speak to you today right where you're watching to let you know if you will step out and chase fear, God will give you the victory. God will provide for you. God will provide for your family and I'm believing that this is a moment where you look fear in the face and you say, I hear the roar but I'm going to charge at you and destroy you and defeat you once and for all. I wonder right now where you are watching this, whether it's in your living room or bedroom, or maybe it's in your car, maybe you're at work. I'm wondering if right there where you are, if everyone would just bow their heads and close their eyes with me. Today is the day I believe that God has you watching this broadcast. You're not watching this by accident. Maybe you're seeing this because someone shared it on their Facebook or you saw an ad or an Instagram post about it. I I don't know how you found us, but one thing that I know, you're not watching this by accident. God is setting you up for the greatest destiny of your life if you'll just believe it. Pastor David, it seems seems too easy. How how do I do this? I believe with all my heart, number one is you have to learn to cultivate the presence of God in your life. The presence of God is real, my friend. The presence of God is tangible. Psalm 63 says, God, you are my God. I can't get enough of you. This is King David saying, God, your presence is so real. Come on, the first step for you today, right there where you are watching this, would you just say, maybe in your own heart, maybe out loud, say, God, I want to feel your presence. Lord, my first prayer today is that wherever everyone is watching this, that right where they are, that they would feel your presence, I pray that you would fill the atmosphere, the environment where they are with your presence. Let them encounter the presence of the living God right now. Number two, the second thing is this: is you cannot base your life on what is seen. You have to base your life on what is unseen. David, in verse number forty-five, he said this to Goliath: "You come at me to fight me with a sword." And a spear and a dagger. But then David tells Goliath his weapons. But I've come to fight you in the name of the Lord, all powerful. You know what David was saying is? Goliath, I can see your weapons, but you can't see mine. That's good. I see what the effects of Corona is. But let me tell you something. Corona has yet to see the full power of our God unleashed on this planet. And I am believing with all of my heart. Come on, as I end this message, as a pastor of a voice and influence in Miami, you have not seen nor have your ears heard the power of our almighty God. Come on, I declare that over your life and your family in Jesus mighty name. You know, as you're watching this today, let me just say, maybe you're here and you're like, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Would you pray with me? The greatest decision you can make today would be to say yes to Jesus. So with every head bowed, and every eye closed, you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to pray and ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins. Right there where you are, you can pray a simple prayer, but it is a powerful prayer. Would you say this with me? Say, Jesus, right now, I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. Would you forgive me of every sin? I ask you to help me to surrender my life to you every single day. God, I will serve you if you will help me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, I just want you to know I'm clapping for you right now. As you just said that prayer, I want you to know not only are you a part of the Brave Church family, but you are a part of the family of God. Your sins are forgiven. You have a new hope, a new beginning, a fresh start. Let me just tell you, God's best is in front of you. As you're watching this, and maybe you prayed that prayer right now, our team is going to instruct you on what to do in the comment section. And in fact, let me just tell you what to do right now. In the comment section right underneath, just type V-I-P if it's your first time to Brave Church or why don't you comment, I decided. If you prayed that prayer today to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you decided to say yes, would you type that in? I decided right now. Come on, wherever you are, I just want us to give God praise. Come on, right there in your living room. Come on, would you just clap and give God praise today? Hey, we love you. God bless you. We'll be back next week. Make sure you don't miss, and check out these very important announcements right now. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.